Hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. We are playing Harlem Unbound. It's episode two of our Harlem Unbound adventure. Uh, and we am joined by Dan, Laura, and Ben, our intrepid Harlem investigators. Hello, Internet. I'm Laura. I am playing Dante Jackson, a writer. Hello, Internet. I'm Dan, and I am playing Ford Kitchens, a conjure man. I'm Sergeant Reginald Luther. I'm a uh, former army medic with uh, the Harlem Hellfighters. Yay. And they are in the process of investigating the disappearance of one Carl Tempest, having been charged by Walter White of the NAACP to be his, uh, his unofficial investigators. In Harlem, while well, Mr. White is away, busting the Klan down in North Carolina or someplace. I hope he's like got a Tommy gun with shooting shotguns. Oh yeah, he's definitely that kind of guy. Like <laughs> it's the pulp version of Walter White. He's down there, like <laughs> yeah, taking it to him. <laughs> Guns akimbo. Carl Tiffest is, of course, a promise, promising journalist essayist who uh, was writing for The Crisis and apparently got really good really fast uh, and uh, then disappeared with, uh, out a, without an obvious trace. Uh, and Mr. Wright has tasked you with finding out what's happened to him. Uh, in furtherance of that goal, you went to his place of residence, the Apollonian Apartment Building. Uh, in the heart of Harlem, I uh, met some unusual residents of there and uh, had some unusual, phenomenal experiences there as well. It seems that uh, uh, the building, when you are inside, it seems to inspire uh, people to greater feats of artistic creativity than they normally might inspire. be inspired by living elsewhere or it's like a magnet for creatives yeah it could be that too but there's a a Um, bunch of uh, artists living there didn't Uh, we find out that that uh tempest had not got has not actually been missing for that long he just hasn't been responding for a while that's yeah that's like there's evidence uh when you went to his room there's evidence that his bed has been slept in recently yep uh that he has been producing and writing stuff up there but he has not been in contact with the uh, NAACP, which has been attempting to pay him for his uh, <laughs> production. Yeah, when <laughs> when you're hiding from the checks bringing you money, there's something wrong. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely is a sign. Mm, those artist types, though. So, and, uh, and re- regarding the inspirational nature of the Apollonian, my granny used to say, if there's something good like that that don't seem to have no strings attached. They're just really thin little strings that you best find before you check in. Yes, you're something like that. Probably was onto something there. It seems. Like uh, I think she was. I think there's something eight right. Pulled out. Oh no! I have a cat that is attempting to uh, intervene oh. in this whole <laughs> scenario. Listeners, <laughs> while we're waiting to uh, <laughs> deal with this cat, submit your favorite beetle to us. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that that's just you, Ben. <laughs> By the time this recording is released, hey, Ben will have pa- something, Dan. Pa- 
passed his beetle exam with flying colors. Oh yeah, I hope so. Flying ah uh, beetles. They ah ah fly, humor. Yeah. All right, back to down, of course. back to Harlem in the nineteen twenties, <laughs> or are we in the nineteen tens? Nineteen twenties back then. I believe I said nineteen twenty three, but we're not sticking hard and fast to I think the, it was like uh, that or nineteen twenty two. Something like that, early twenties. We're not trying to stick too close to the uh, chronology because then we'd be like having to look up dates constantly. And I do too much of that as is. <laughs> I have to force myself not to. Hmm. But yes, you've just uh, spoken to the friendly, uh, the friendly janitor slash de facto doorman, because apparently their fancy dancy electric buzzer system is not working correctly. So he opened the door for you. His name is Cole. He let you in, showed you around the building. You met playwright Harold Carmelo on the first floor. Uh, clarinetist Archie Zanzibar on the second floor. You didn't meet him, but you heard him playing. Uh, and cartoonist painter Ronald Usher Pinkerton on the third floor, who apparently is uh, somewhat obsessively yeah. painting photorealistic cameos of Rudolph Valentino. The fourth floor was where you were hoping yeah, to find. Gonna, he's going to make so much money off those in, the year, in like a decade. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he survives. It's in the Valentino fandom. Oh yeah. And the fourth uh, and top floor apartment was supposed to be, of course, Carl Tempest, but he wasn't there. But he did have a lot of stuff that he'd written there that uh, was a uh, cause for concern. Uh, and a couple of uh, handwritten like copies from memory, apparently, of T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, uh, a handwritten manuscript of some sort of Joycean stream of consciousness novel, uh, and uh, a, a, a handwritten sort of uh, frenzied scrawled no no note that said, what am I hearing? What am I hearing? I should go talk to Smiley. Yeah, that's right. It's the uh, Conjurman, right? Yes. I don't know so what at, was. as you walked out of the building, uh, you guys were discussing perhaps amongst yourselves as the maybe euphoria of creativity was wearing off of you out on the sidewalk. Comes and goes, you know, uh, that uh, Smiley is a man that you none of you have ever met, but uh, that uh, Mr. Kitchens certainly knows by reputation. Uh, they call him the King of the Conjure Men, uh, or the Fixer, or the Friend to the Rich and Poor, uh, or the Happiest Man in Harlem. <laughs> That's what he wants people to call him anyway, apparently. Uh, he is a solver of problems uh, with a, a great reputation for success. Uh, you know that he tends to hang around... Uh, there's like three places, uh, depending on the time of day. You can find him in the Cafe Cairo in the morning. Uh, tends to lunch in the afternoon at the Pyramid Lounge. And in the evenings, he they say he hangs around at the Nubian Social Club. He's a, a man about town. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, I guess... Is there anything else that we because we don't really have any other leads? Well, the, the other the only the other thing that uh, you might be thinking about while you're out there on walking away uh, is that there definitely you did pick up on there's something there's something about the Apollonian as a place. Yeah, there 
I, do we find out the uh, the real estate company that owns it? Uh, I don't know that you asked the guy about that. Um, okay, because I, I thought I thought maybe someone went to uh, Hollow Records or nobody has uh, investigated its. Uh, I don't think anybody's investigated its situation yet from a documentary standpoint. That's certainly something you could do, though. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I, uh, I, what does everyone else think? Cause I've been talking a lot. Dan, Dan. you may be muted. Yeah, Dan is, muted. Dan is currently muted. He, he let us. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw chat. That. Gotcha. Uh, I think until, uh, what, what's going on? <laughs> Well, we were just discussing that your uh, main options look like uh, going to find this smiley cat that the guy was talking about or uh, investigating what's going on with the Apollonian, maybe who owns it, what its deal is. I don't remember we were going to see smiley. That was like where we left it, wasn't it? Um, I mean, I old Mr. Smiley, king of the conjure bed. Yeah, that sounds like what we were doing. Certainly what Ford's doing. Let's yeah, go I mean, do that's that, definitely then. What you're doing. <laughs> uh, should you have backup or? I have no idea. Split up. This time of day, it's the uh, late afternoon, uh, mid afternoon. Uh, you could try the Pyramid Lounge or the Nubian Social Club. Uh, not quite sure which one you're more likely to hit up, hit them up in right now. Uh, um, how how are they within? Easy walking distance of each other? Uh, relatively so, yes. They're kind of in the downtown, right. you know, the central area of Harlem where the sort of Tony dance clubs and stuff are. Well, uh, with that bearing in, in mind, the timing, if we're going to be looking up records and things, you should probably be doing that now. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, I'm not adverse to helping out. Let me think. Oh, yeah, my library use is meh. Um, I can go talk I, to him. You guys like can go do that. And library use, so I could do that as well. That's one of us. <laughs> I don't know, write, professional writer. What's your library use? Uh, also, you know, character and player. Okay. Um, I'm thinking that by I have the wrong character sheet because it doesn't seem to have any edits it's weird because yeah you had quite high library use yeah i think no i remember I now I, I should have my character here. sheet was on the um the website sorry i, I thought be- i was ready i believe i have a copy of your character sheet right there is one in the harlem unbound campaign folder that's right oh that might mm. it I is september it 15th that would probably be it yeah yep I updated my character in there earlier this afternoon. (laughs) Does look more. Yep. There we go. My library use is 60. There we go. That's what I thought. Yeah. Does this look like it has any edits based on possible, I don't know, maybe sanity loss from the first uh, session? If. As far as I recall, I couldn't figure out how to get it to edit. Um, Hmm. I have lost one sanity. 
Okay. I did. As as, I did keep notes. As long as uh, you're keeping, as long as you got track of that, then that's fine. Yeah, freakishly, I, I, I did not. It. I also am realizing that mine did. Mine sheet also did not save. Yeah, but I I have notes as to what I should check, so I checked those things. Oh yeah, checking skills. Yeah, I'm pretty so, liberal with that too, by the way. But yeah, check when you succeed is apparently the call Cthulhu rule, which is the opposite of DG. Honestly, I don't like that version near as much as the DG version. Yeah, you can't. You gotta learn from your mistakes. Because, exactly. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. You have to then fail the roll to get an advance. I don't remember if I got an advance on anything. We haven't yeah. rolled for advances yet. Cool. We wouldn't have. Oh. Yeah, we wouldn't have rolled the clear checks and like. Did you not say we were rolling for luck at the start of each session? Oh, let's do that. Yes, thank you for the reminder. How many dice? Three d six, or three d ten? Yeah, you know what? Three d six. That's fine. Three d six times five. Okay. Yes. Don't want anybody to get hosed with like a four. Like roll. Forty-five. Ah, that's terrible. Yep, forty-five. <laughs> Fifty-five for me. Okay. Well, you know what? Forty-five is higher than thirty-six. I'm gonna say that I, I'm pretty sure I, I lost like three or four sand, so I'm just gonna drop from that's four, a, my high point of forty-five to like forty-two. That's yeah, a, that sounds right. That sounds right. I I feel like you had a bad time in the Apollonian. But I actually I, didn't. I, I think I actually did okay there, if I recall. But I think you maybe only lost a couple because I didn't lose any. So, so getting back to uh, what we're actually doing right now, uh, we're going to go look at oh, some yeah. records, or are we going to go try to hunt down Smiley? Are we going to split the party? I think we were going to split the party. I'm not clear. What do yeah. you guys? I'll go down records. Yep. One I'll of the people that can find records go look for them. because. <laughs> Probably gonna. It would probably help to be have someone else with you. Oh, to do what? The records or Smiley? Smiley. Yeah. Then I need to remember what the heck we were gonna ask. Oh yeah, we're looking for Tempest. Yeah, that guy that we were hiding. Yeah. The whole point of this. Um. Sure. All right. So, uh, what was the first one you you quoted? Uh, you might be able to find him at the Pyramid Lounge. Well, sure, let's go there. It isn't, you know, a catchy cliche at this point. It's still new and fresh, right? Mm. <laughs> Pyramids and all. Exactly. All that uh, Egyptian oh. Egyptian style. Very, very trendy right now, especially in the African-American community. Cool. Makes sense. All right, let's go see what's going on. All right, so Lori, you're going to go find some records, and uh, Ben and Dan. Dante's going for the records. Dante and Ford. Ford and Ford and Reginald are going to go see if they can they can scare up Smiley. Uh, So let's do Laura first, real quick. Okay. Um, Where are you going to go to try to find records? Remind me that these are records we want about from the writer. You want to figure out. Well, I think you're looking for stuff about like the Apollonian apartment building. Oh, the, the, apartment. the apartment building. Okay. Yeah. Um, the apartment building. Okay. Where do I want records for that? I want um, city permits. Mm-hmm. I'm a black lady. I don't mm-hmm. think I can go right to city hall. Well, you could. 
But you are correct that your race would be a factor in your in the level of service they would provide you. Yes, that was (laughs) that was my point. Uh, Give me an idea, Roll. Um, I think that the local branch of the library in Harlem might be a better bet. But yes, um, remind me what I roll for a idea check. That's going to be int. Okay, very good. Okay. Um. One D one hundred. Thirty six is under an eighty. Yeah. Nice. So at the library, you're likely to be able to find. Uh, you're not going to be able to find like ownership records and stuff, Mm-mm. but you might be able to find somebody who knows. This is a new development, right? The guy in there said that this was recently purchased and recently re uh, renovated and stuff. The so reference be... librarian may be able to get me anything published in that's local a, newspapers. That's a good place to start. So They may also be able to connect me to the right person to talk to in City Hall. Lower probability on that one. Yeah, so you go down to the New York Public Library branch. NYPL. It is the Ooh, cool. You are uh, you walk down to the one thirty fifth Street branch of the New York Public Library, a mm. beautiful uh, ivy colored white building, uh, Andrew Carnegie Construction. Uh, oh man, this is a cool picture. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, image. It is a it is a nice looking building. That is a nice looking building. Cool, cool ivy. <laughs> All over it. Yeah. Uh on uh West 135th Street. Uh you walk in the front door, you are greeted by a mostly, but not entirely, uh uh white library staff there. It is clearly integrated uh with with uh with uh staffers of, of both races and um they greet you warmly as you walk in the door. Uh, you feel right at home, really. Um, give me a give me a sanity roll. Sanity? Okay. Yeah. Um, under my current sanity, I presume. Yeah, just roll it. I almost have a fifty percent chance. Yeah. No. Oh well. It, it's a it's a nice place to be though. It's you don't you don't lose any sanity. Oh, if you'd I, made I, it, I would have given you a point of sanity back because it's just I a very will. reassuring location. <laughs> yeah, bastion of uh, knowledge and progress, and right up your alley. But you know, you're still really feeling pretty comfortable in there. Um, That's and good. Uh, you approach the reference desk. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a uh, woman there. Uh, her. Uh, her uh, name name tag reads Catherine. Does it have a title, Ms. Uh, librarian? Librarian. Yes, um, Mrs. Mrs. Catherine Allen Latimer. Okay. Um, I will greet her warmly and 
you know, put in a reference request that is hopefully well-formed. Yes, she says, uh, well, I mean, you can have a conversation with her. Uh, Sorry, I'm sleepy. That's all right. What are you, what, what are you looking for, ma'am? Um, I am looking for any um, newspaper articles about the new construction at, I tell the name of the apartment building, which for some reason I am blanking on again. Apollonian. Uh, the Apollonian at x cross street yeah it's like one i think i said 123rd or something like that. it's does the particular thing doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh she's okay uh rings a bell and, and if you would be so kind i would be happy to take anything in the yiddish papers as well oh delightful delightful yes uh just yiddish you know you're german too or just yiddish uh, unfortunately i don't speak german yet you think it would be worth learning Ah, I mean, I think it's pretty easy if you know Yiddish to pick German up. Um, I my opinion. That's anyway. fair. Uh, uh, but, uh, does, the, does the library have any? Um... Sorry, I, she went blank, but I am blanking. Yeah. Oh, uh, like uh, I, language uh, learning materials. Oh yes, German? of course. We're always we're always uh, try to stay well stocked for uh, all the needs of anyone seeking independent education. We believe that it's uh, it's the real key to. Uh, to furthering your status in the world. I and, would uh, love a beginner's guide for uh, for German as well, then. Yes, why don't you uh, go Thank over you. there and take a look through our stacks while I see about this whole newspaper business. Thank you so much. Off I toddle. Yes, so I will allow you at some point in the future, if you, pull, if you will please remember to uh, demand this, to uh, give you some points in German if you spend some time studying German. Attempting to learn the player attempting to learn Yiddish myself. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I could transition to some German a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a person I just now found out about. She's got a Wikipedia page, uh, and she is super duper duper cool. She's the first African American librarian at the New York Public Library, Catherine Ann Allen Latimer, a notable authority on bibliographies of African American life, instrumental in forming the library's division of Negro history, literature, and prints. Cool. Which eventually uh, evolved into the Schomburg collection, I think, which is a huge deal and an awesome research for any resource for anybody doing uh, doing uh, research on this on this period. Uh, very very cool person. Uh, yeah, she actually worked with Arturo Alfonso Schomburg and James Weldon Johnson and Hubert Harrison to develop that whole thing. And uh, she is uh, looking up information for you about the uh, about the the Apollonian apartments. Okay, uh, I will hang out in the library until she lets me know that she has it or that she's going home for the day and I can come pick it up another day. You got um, it. And I will work on um, whatever... Uh, writing project is closest in the hopper and alternate between that and some teaching myself some German. Sounds good. She incidentally, uh, just so you're aware is fluent in both French. Uh, she is fluent in French and can read German. So okay. if you ever have any German or French related language issues, uh, you could bring her right to her and she can get you sorted out. I will make a note of that. Meanwhile, uh, you guys are walking uh, down to the Tony area of town. 
uh, past what will soon become the Cotton Club and some other white-only dance social clubs and things, and then duck into a little alleyway uh, and sort of inscribed in chalk above a nondescript door is a little picture of a pyramid, just like the one on the $1 bill, you know, with a little eye hovering over the top of it. Yeah, I always thought those pyramids were creepy. <laughs> it's not green, is it? Uh oh no, it's in it's in uh, a, a lovely it's a lovely shade of, of uh yellow paint. Outstanding. Um with an occult score of sixty five, do I know the significance of that? I I mean you know that it's a Masonic symbol, that's the reason why it's on the uh yeah, but a symbol, bill. Be, symbol meaning what? The all-seeing eye of providence and the pyramid of uh, building a new order. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's got a lot of interpretations in Masonic uh, theory. Um, it's uh, mostly about knowledge and uh, productivity, I guess you'd call it. Interesting. All right. Well, let's see if we can go in there and reduce our productivity with some lovely... Be- no, wait, we're looking for a guy. Oh, yeah, so you knock on the door. <sighs> mm-hmm. Guy, a uh, little, little thing, little little eye hole slides slides back. Fellow looks at you. Uh, African-American fellow, obviously, by his uh, mm-hmm. eyes and by the t- tone of his voice, says, uh, Hello, brother, what's the password? Do I know the password? Give me a what's your Arlen Lore? Arlen Lore, yeah, sounds good. Saved by the knowing what I should be rolling. All right, hang on. No, no, I do not make my fifty-one. I got an eighty-nine. I have a thirty-one. Could I try? (laughs) Yeah, you could try. Arlen Lore, absolutely. Anybody with Arlen Lore could try this. Unless I could also roll on a cult. Probably not. Look, this is obviously a speakeasy. Lots of them have passwords. Uh, ten. Well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. The password is King Tut. Seriously. Actually, has Tut been discovered yet? Uh, that's a good question. Let's not go into that. Let's not get hung up on the password being historically accurate. The password's King Tut. Okay. (laughs) But he wants to find this out. You can't. Folks. You're, you're the, the you're the closest we got to an actual historian. So if you're yeah, not bothered, you, I'm good. I thought you were uh, an actual historian here. Ethan. Shake my head. Oh man. Well, the discovery of the tomb was in yes, it was uh, 1907. There 19. we go. Ball's fine. Oh no, I'm wrong. Actually, it was 1922, which was when it was discovered. But yes, yeah, so we're we're saying this is 2023. So Tut's all over the news. There we go. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was obvious in hindsight. Uh, so there's the lettuce. Yeah, oh yeah, he says yeah. That's the word. Cool. Come on in. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you open the door and it is a nicely well appointed uh, little speakeasy with uh, well dressed waiters uh, bringing people beverages, people talking in low tones in various booths, How things like that. Is it? 
oh, I mean, it's 1922, man. It's smoky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and this is, uh, this is, there's not a lot of windows to let a bunch of uh, light in. They have some low, you that's know, right. glowing electric lights at the ceiling, but, uh, it's, uh, it's very atmospheric, uh, in more As ways it were. More. Yes. But, uh, there's a barman, uh, very professionally dressed, uh, just, uh, looking spick and span and he is serving up whiskey and gin and all the, all the good things in life. Ooh, is this place small enough? I can just from here, look around and see if Mr. Smiley's here or not. Uh, it's not. So it's, it's small, but it's laid out in a way that like, it's got a lot of nooks and crannies. Uh, so you could right. uh, you could look around a little bit. It wouldn't take you long to case the place. Uh, that would, of course, uh, potentially get you up in some people's business if you weren't careful about it. I think instead I'll try and chat up the barman and say, "Hey, uh, looking to chat with Mister Smiley. Has he been through today? Is he here now?" Yeah, give me a uh, persuade. Guess a, uh, yeah, give me a persuade if you want, or a psychology roll. I nope. Want to read Persuade is what I want. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 96, uh, mm. but out of 75. Nope. Uh, he uh, so it's not a fumble. He looks at you and says, I'm, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I know your face, mister. Uh, what'd you say your business is around here? Pretty much the same one as Mr. Smiley. Oh. Really? I hadn't run into him yet. Yeah. Your competitor, are you? No, no, no. Why compete? There's plenty of problems to be solved out there. Oh, well, that's, that's certainly... I was talking about Conjure Man, not anything else he might be into. I see what you mean. Well, if, uh, if you ask me, I don't know why you're looking for this smiley fellow. You're, you're in the right place, I can tell you that much. So, yeah, let's see nowhere he frequents. Actually, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Have you seen Carl Tempest lately? Carl Tempest is not a name. He looks kind of looks up at the ceiling. He's a new writer over at uh, NAACP. A writer, you say? Well, yep. there are lots of writers that come through a place like this. One would imagine so, yes. Yeah, uh, so uh, he is uh, making a, a certain movement with his hands. It sort of implies that maybe something should be put into his hands. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to change exactly. the nature of this interaction slightly. Yes, yes. <laughs> I make sure that his hands are no, has something to fiddle with in his hands. Oh, yeah. yes. As he, oh, uh, the exact plot about that is correct to give. As, yeah, he, as he spins the coin around in his fingers uh, adroitly, he uh, says, oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Tempest. Uh, I remember that fella. He was a a writer, I think. Uh, and yep. yeah, he's been been around here a few times. Uh, seemed to like the place pretty well. Uh, did some work here. And uh, yeah, I suppose maybe maybe I do recall him talking to old Mister Smiley once or twice. Not okay. too recently, I guess. Well, mm. I don't know. Smiley gets around, so it's possible that if he and Tempest were I don't know. Doing something. I try to stay. Let me be, let me put this to you straight, my friend. You seem like a straight shooter. And you don't seem like you know this Mr. Smiley fellow too well. I don't. Just by if reputation. I, yeah, and I'm not sure you even know his reputation too well. Mr. That may Smiley be true. is uh 
Well, he's uh, his reputation is for being very effective, but uh, maybe not the most pleasant person oh. to spend time with. Uh, Good if you need him. Right. But uh, not the sort of fella you just pal around with if you don't have to. Understood. I think our styles are very different. Oh, my, my most certainly, most certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that again. He says, looking you up and down. Fair enough. Well, in, honest, in all honesty, sir, uh, we're not really interested in palling around with him. We just want to. By Mr. Tempest. Quite well, honestly. then I guess, then I guess maybe you have the right idea. Well, Mr. Smiley isn't here right now, but um, this is usually kind of about the time he sometimes makes an appearance. Al, if I see him, why don't mm-hmm. you, uh, if you guys want to hang around for a while. Uh, they have like, you know, beer here. He has a certain, oh yeah, they got everything here. If you want, well, they got beer. for something softer than, than, you know, hard alcohol. Methanol. Oh yeah, no, they have, they have, they have nice, Bathtub. nice beer here. It's good uh, stuff. Lovely beer then. Yeah. Yes. from up That country, sounds like a you know? fine idea. We've been walking around a bit. Haven't we Reginald? Yeah, we have. That would be nice. Some of this good German stuff from upstate. We will have no some lovely beverage for us. Yeah. Well, you uh, spend a few times uh, talking with the much more amiable bartender. Now that you've, uh, I will not drink to excess. I want to <laughs> exactly one one beer is limit here, but you know. Now, now that you've uh, made us come to a certain understanding with the barman, he uh, he's uh, more than happy to serve you and uh, wait around for a while. Uh, you want to do anything? Uh, looking around in the here, or just yeah, sort of you know why for... not? Um, spot hidden, I guess. Sure. Yeah. What is here that I don't know? Well, there's some men over in the corner that oh, you well. notice uh, look a little. They look like they're conducting some business. Very, very close. I do get the another. feeling it's better not to learn too much unless it's something directly that we need to know. <laughs> or unless, like, one of them says, uh, you bastard, and then, like, pulls a gun and shoots them. <laughs> yeah, also watching for that. Yeah. There's a couple of, uh... It's interesting, there's a, there's a, there's a, a woman there. One woman, the only woman in the whole place. Well, that's uh, interesting. She has a, uh, a wide-brimmed hat. She looks like she's in her 40s, mid 40s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she is talking very closely to a couple of a uh, couple of uh of folks that uh look like they are I don't know being deferential to her. Um she looks like she's giving them orders or making plans with them. Mm. Something like that. Actually, how about I roll a Laura Harlem see if I can figure out who these folk might be by um, reputation. Yeah, in terms of like wide brim hat, she in terms of does she like does she have jewelry? Wow. Well Dice column does not like me having information tonight. That's a ninety one out of fifty one. Again, not a fumble. <laughs> I know nothing. I am ignorance personified. That's a, it's a lovely beer. Well, I'll give uh, Reggie a crack at Harlem, at Laura Harlem, too, if he wants to take it. Yeah, you're going to be learning a lot, didn't you? Apparently so. Apparently you don't know a lot. I I mean, I thought I did. Yeah, not this place. Uh, Actually, um, I actually, you know what? I will spend eight points of luck Mm -hmm. to know. I'm crazy now. All right. (laughs) 
Well, with that little luck spin, uh, you're not quite sure what to make of it until one of the guys sort of turns halfway toward you. He was sitting in shadow before. You realize he is a white man. Oh. And uh, you suddenly realize that this is clear. This must be Stephanie Queenie St. Clair, the crime boss, the queen of the numbers rackets, oh. uh, talking something to her uh, main enforcer, Jack Legs Diamond. Gentleman Jack, uh, an Irish American who is in tight with uh, with Miss St. Clair. Uh, wow. Okay. Or actually, um, she's not nor he's not normally in tight with her. Um, he actually works for a different guy, or you thought he did. Uh, works for a guy named Arthur Arnold Rothstein. But uh, the fact that he's meeting with her in this little place in the corner uh, is an interesting tidbit that might uh, might be significant to uh, to to in circles that you don't you don't run in so much directly, yeah. but that are quite important to uh, to Harlem. Uh, in point of fact, the numbers rackets, like the thing she runs. Um, uh-huh. They are illegal gambling operations, but they also serve as a sort of like banking system, financial mm-hmm. service, mm. uh, because basically if you buy some numbers like the the odds of winning, you know, somebody always wins. And the odds of winning are like unlike like the state lottery or whatever, relatively, uh, relatively uh, high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a sense in which uh Throw in some extra dimes into the numbers rack game every now and then, or maybe just a little bit every week. Uh, it'll pay off often enough that it's almost, in a certain sense, like uh, having a like a savings account or a slight or a small investment account. It's, it's not the uh, uh, statistical ripoff that real lotteries are. Exactly, because it's uh, it's local in the neighborhood. You're not competing against millions of people, and there's always like they only draw the numbers like they draw among the numbers that are chosen. So there's always a winner. It's not like you have a one in 20 billion chance of winning. Yeah. Yeah. From the purchase numbers, you purchase a number and all the numbers can win. Hmm. So, yeah, no, she's actually, um, I mean, she's definitely on the wrong side of the law and uh, gets into more unpleasant aspects of the criminal trade sometimes, but she's also, um, you know, this is probably not this. I mean, you don't know whether this is her place or not. It's not her headquarters, that's for sure. Uh, maybe she has some stake in this, which is why she seems like she feels safe. But it's also possible if she's meeting with uh, Legs Diamond here, maybe it's to stay on the down low, so she wouldn't yeah. see him come. He wouldn't. They wouldn't meet up in a place where, like, it's her. What, what was his name again? I thought it was Gentleman Jack. It's Legs Diamond. Je- Legs Diamond. Jack Legs Diamond, also known as Gentleman Jack. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's an Irish American gangster, uh, originally from Philadelphia, but uh, big big in the bootlegging. Uh, elements of organized crime cool cool does anyone we actually need to know about wander in during this time frame while you're looking at this uh 
as you're as you're starting to wonder if maybe you're paying a little bit too much attention to this, suddenly uh, there's a little jingle of the door. Uh, the doorman stands aside, and in locks a man that you look at him and just immediately know that smiley. This must be Mister Smiley. They call him Mr. Smiley because of his smile. Uh, you realize right away you see him. It's it's a big smile. Uh it reminds you a little bit of like like Bilbo Jangles Robinson, the dancer. Okay. Or a lot of a lot of performers, you know, and you're performing for think, white audiences. Like Louis Armstrong ish. Oh yeah, a little bit like a lot like Louis Armstrong, you know, and he's up there on the stage trying to Trying to make the white folks feel good, you know? You grin, you uh, you flash those pearly whites. Well, Mr. Smiley is grinning like that as he's just walking into this place. Grinning like, grinning like he's on stage. Yeah, like this is a performance. Oh, yeah. Grinning like, uh, like you're the audience. Like everybody's Absolutely. the audience as he's walking through the door. Uh, grinning like he doesn't have a care in the world, and he walks right up to you, oh. and he puts a hand on your shoulder, very friendly like. And he says, "Hi, I heard you fellas was asking about me." Well, what a coincidence! Because we were, we're. Do you have a moment? We do have a. Uh, just we're trying to track down uh, Carl Tempest. Oh, I, I always have a moment for anybody with a problem. Fantastic. Yes, that's good I've, I've got a moment. And he just grins right at you. Smile back. Yeah. yeah. Kind of nervous. Nervously smile, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you guys both roll sanity. Fantastic. This is fine. A, a weird guy. Uh, no, I did not make that. Oh, just missed it. Why don't you guys both lose one point of sanity? I would love to do that. He is not a person like there is something quite repellent about this man's manner. Um, it's not, it's rubbing you the wrong way. Uh huh. Uh, he is just, he is, he is so friendly. He is yeah. so willing to help you. Oh, great. Uh, so, so my, what, <laughs> what is this problem that you have? This Mr. What'd you say? Carl Tempest. He's a writer double uh, for NAACP. Uh, just published a really fantastic essay. I wanted to uh, ask you about some kind of sound he's hearing. Oh, you know, oh, well, you see. over at Apollonian. You know a lot about this, Mr. Tempest, I guess. Well, you know, folks got worried about him when he did cash the checks he was getting for his work. Well, let me let me tell you something. I mean, let me confess something to you up front here. Mr. Tempest and I did have a little chat right here in this very bar where we're sitting right now. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Fabulous. Now, unfortunately, it would be a violation of my professional duties to tell you what exactly it was we were talking about. You see, that's just between me and Carl. Uh, He had the problem that he needed some help with, and I was happy to help him out. I'm always happy to help folks out. But I, well, I, mean, I you know, I, I couldn't that... go into all of that with a third party, you understand? Oh, understood. I just, do you happen to know when's, I mean, you know, when's the last time you saw him and do you happen to know or where we might, might find be, him? 
Well, yeah. you know, that's a that's a good question, an awfully good question, but that's the sort of question that I am in the profession of answering. Uh, but you see, it is a professional question, you understand, so it would be a matter of business for me to help you out with this matter. Certainly. You see where I'm coming from, right? Uh, yep. Uh, do I have any idea what the going rates are? Uh, well, you'd have to ask him. Or do oh, okay. we pay with, we're already, or is he going to say, like, you don't have to pay with money? Right. <laughs> You're going to have to ask him. Okay. Well, well how, uh, how, you want how much might those services cost? Service, oh, yeah. I am. You've probably heard about me, right? I'm the friend of the rich and the friend of the poor. Whatever seems fair to you. All right. Uh, do I have any idea what seems fair to me that will get a non-horrible response? Well, we can haggle a bit. I mean, roll, like a... roll. Uh, why don't you roll idea? Okay. Which don't want to insult I... him. Exactly. Yeah. I really don't. What is idea? It it is okay. Do, 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 click, click. Uh, yes, I got a twenty out of uh, sixty. Well, you know what? You normally play a private investigator for this sort of thing. They usually have a retainer rate and an hourly thing. If they're going to be a flat rate, it's probably a three or four dollars, maybe. All right. Uh, do that. Four. Sure. I mean, because we got the money from NAACP for, for the operation. Yeah, yeah. We got quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually kind of loaded right now. So. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Does uh, yeah, four dollars sound about right? I kind of want to say five just to be. You know, he's a very special guy. We need to. Oh, if that seems fair to you, then that seems fair to me. Thank you very much. Very much. Mm. Very much so. Yeah, well, I will get. Man. He takes your $5. He puts it in your pocket. You guys are both going to roll sanity for me. Yep. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Eight. Oh, one. <laughs> Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong or unusual about <laughs> ah, this. It's just an affect. He's just, uh, <laughs> that's just how he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's spooky as all hell, but, you know, <laughs> we knew that going in here. We, I mean, we knew that that's reputation. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, you paid him. You made yep. your major deal with old Smiley. He says, well, old Smiley always keeps his end of the bargain. I'll get right on this Carl Tempest build business for you right away. I'm afraid I can't tell you where you can lay hands on him. At this very moment, uh, but uh, you know, Smiley always goes through for his clients. That I'll bid you need your reputation. It is a fine one. I'll see. I'll see you, gentlemen, uh, very soon. Uh, in fact, point of fact, uh, I believe uh, I'm. I'm going to go out and uh, you know do my thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you always want to come by uh, my my booth out at. Uh, at the uh, Nubian Social Club tonight, uh, I might have some results for you. Well, that is, that right is in. mighty fine of you. We will drop by. Oh, yes. Take my card here. You know, they'll let you in the door. Fantastic. I do so. What is his card? Uh, his card is just a... All it has is a, is a, is a picture of a smiling mouth on it. What a what a wonder what a wonderful uh normal thing to have. <laughs> little little white card with a little little ink drawing of a smiling mouth. Not at all Cheshire cat like. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally normal. 
Yes, well, I'll see you tonight. Goodbye, fellas. Enjoy your drinks. Thank you, sir. Uh, we will be happy to see you tonight. He packs Have you a on great the back, day. Walks right out the door the way he came. And then I, you know, slumped down. Oh my God. Wow. Well, you're the, you're He's got something man. going on there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Quite a uh, and I, you know, uh, on, the, uh, on the way out, it's like, I, I tell Barman, it's like, I now am totally understand exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah. You know, he nods at you and says, mm-hmm. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's Mr. Smiley for you. But I gotta say, you can't argue with his results. I certainly hope we never have to try. Yeah, same. Well, if you gentlemen are done, square up. Uh, and, Do that. Uh, yep. And we'll head on out. Enjoy enjoy your evening. Have a, have a nice calm evening, but profitable, sir. Indeed. Thank you. Going back to the New York Public Library, the much more upstanding, bright, and uh, <laughs> less less sanity tearing away yeah. academic uh, academic environs of the New York Public Library. Miss uh, mm-hmm. Miss uh, Latimer, Mrs. Latimer comes back uh, and she says, uh, "Well, uh, main thing I can get you, I found for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Knew it rang a bell. Uh, there was an advertisement." Uh, a couple months ago uh, in the York Age for this thing. Uh, and I guess it's probably your best bet here. It, uh, she's going through this uh, this uh, stack of newspapers and she brings out this page and she opens it up to you and gives you a handout. Handout! Which I will now drop in active game chat. Yeah, Ethan, you're a little quiet. Sorry, I'm not speaking into the microphone. There is the Apollonian advertisement handout. And it's somewhat wordy, so you can read it if you like, or I could read it. Uh, Excuse me. Gotta save it to the right spot. I mean, it might be a nice thing to read for... I mean, someone someone needs to read it to for the for right. the digs uh, for the discerning Negro artist. The Apollonian Apartments, newly renovated with all modern electrified fixtures, electrified entry for the perfect security, electrified intercom for trusty communication, electric lights in every room, electric ranges in every apartment, and the absolute latest in living advancement: radio service in every single sitting room. Actually, that does sound pretty modern. Do you want to do you want us to like uh, alternate on paragraphs or? That sounds like a good idea. Sure. Ed Wilson, entrepreneur and pillar of the Harlem community, explained his vision, a new way of living for the new artists. Dan, you want to go next? I truly believe that we are entering a new age of flourishing for our people. The darker races are already enlightening the world in ways that put the lie to every prejudice. And yet, we are held back from our full potential, not only by those prejudices, but also by the brute material conditions of our lives. I speak not of poverty, which many are fast overcoming through hard work and thrift, but of living space. Go, Laura. Uh, For an artist needs not only paint and canvas, but also a studio in which to work. A musician needs both his instrument and a room in which to practice. 
every writer needs a place to set up his humble desk. In service of remedying the deficiencies of common urban life, I proudly present the Apollonian. What was once a shabby and common brownstone building in the heart of Harlem has been transformed, not merely into a comfortable and up-to-date dwelling place, but into a marvel of modern technology. It does not merely match the present standards of fine living, it exceeds them, setting a new standard in every respect. Like the Morning Star, the Apollonian heralds a new bright age for our race and for the world. As a testament to my belief in this vision, I furthermore have pledged this new venture to the service of the very brightest among us. I speak, of course, of the artist of our fabled Talented Tenth. The Apollonian has been designed specifically with the needs of the artist in mind. Each apartment is spacious and comfortable to accommodate the combination of creative endeavor and everyday life. Let the painter and the sculptor have his light, both natural and Edisonian. Let the musician have his music and song through the new wonder of building wire radio, building wide radio. Let the humble writer and poet have his peace and quiet with ample noise, noise, baffling insulation in every wall and floor. I mentioned my pledge. It is a fight. It is financial as well. In celebration of the opening of the Apollonian, I am offering special rates of rent for the first tenants willing to enjoy this new wonder. I request only serious inquiries from dedicated artists. And in return, I promise you a place of creative possibility unmatched elsewhere. For now, I promise you a life of living already in the future, which you are shaping through your own creations. Come dream your electric dreams in the new and brighter age to come in the Apollonian. Jingle plays in the background for this radio ad. <laughs> yeah, so who's this Ed Wilson guy? Um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's maybe ask the person who's actually here in the library that's <laughs> reading this. <laughs> that would be you, Laura. Sorry, what was the question again? Well, the question is, do you know who Ed, Ed Wilson, Wilson is? <laughs> Uh, this could be Harlem lore. This could be any uh, anything related to knowing the who's who among rich people in Harlem. Or architecture, perhaps? Yeah, architecture. Hold on. I definitely don't have architecture, but I'm looking to, for my Harlem lore. Well, you can pitch me a... Uh, that has to be around here somewhere. I'm not sure you have much of it, but... Um, Harlem Laurie would have to add to the standard sheet because we generated off of uh, the Dole's house. Ah, uh, yes. It right. would be an, an added one. So it should be in, in the ads at the end of your sheet. Okay, uh, which means I don't have it. I would uh, take uh, library use, maybe, or... Um, I thought I Actually, roll literature. Yeah, I thought it would have taken some Harlem lore in order to... I thought you, you know, modified it to include some, yeah. Have networking but, among the literati of Harlem. Uh, oh, well. Maybe you, yeah, you did for the time being. I'll let you roll literature on this because. Okay. Um, this is a. It is connected yes. to the society in which you are part of. Yes, okay. 67 literature. 67 under 75. Yeah, so Ed. Ed Wilson uh, is the husband of Alelia Walker, the richest woman in Harlem. Uh, the Could you heir... spell that name? Yes. Uh, Ed Wilson 
husband of a Alelia Walker. A apostrophe L E L I A for you googling this very famous person in Harlem, ladies and gentlemen. Richest uh, woman in Harlem. She is the heir to the Madam C.J. Walker fortune. Uh, her mother, Madam C.J. Walker, was the first black uh, female uh, millionaire in the United States. Hair care products, right? Hair care products. Yeah, I mean, she's literally. There's a big ad for her in the back of every issue of Crisis and uh, every issue of the New York Age, which is just. You you can you can page over to the next page of the uh, of the New York Age and see the ad for C.J. Walker Beauty Project let's, products. Let's be clear: she was the first person who looked at African American women and said they deserve to have their own hair care products that work for their hair. That's true. Now, conversely, I mean, you can also say that a lot of those hair care products were about making their hair look a lot less like African American hair, but. Uh, you know, it was for the time uh, she was very progressive and very, very active in promoting the Harlem Renaissance scene. Uh, scene. Alili Walker actually wasn't all that active in running the business, but very active in social in, in the social yeah, scene turn. and sp- sponsoring artists, things like that. Her husband, she married a fellow named Ed Wilson. I think he was her second husband. Um. He was not, I mean, he wasn't like a total nobody because obviously she got to know him, but he's certainly the junior member when it came to the financial partnership uh, there. But uh, he's doing his part, uh, particularly in the era, in the area of, uh, of real estate and uh, development. Uh, he's uh, famously owned the Hotel Olga, which was like the main luxury hotel in Harlem. Uh, that's where like... Louis Armstrong stayed and like lived when he was performing in New York. Uh, all kinds of people came through the Olga. And um, he's apparently expanded recently into trying to uh, improve artist residence in this Apollonian, I guess, is a project of his. Uh, according to Wiki, I get Wiley Wilson as her second spouse. Uh this is an I, alternate universe. Yes. I think it's I think it's also I think Ed is his, is also his name. Or I could have just have his name wrong. Anyway. Yeah. It's that guy. <laughs> okay. Second husband. I mean, evidently, like, he's not even remembered in Wikipedia, so <laughs> how important how important could he have really been? Yeah. Well, he did uh, definitely own the the uh he definitely owned the the Hotel uh, Olga, that is that is real. <laughs> cool. So yeah. Alrighty. Um. Right. What? Do, where do I want to go from here? Yeah, I'd, you know, probably go look up Ed Wilson in whatever who's who of Harlem I can get my hands on around here. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's, you're in the right place for that sort of thing. Uh, yep. Yeah, there is, in fact, a social register. Uh, <laughs> and yes, it talks about uh, his, his address. Uh, well, he lives at uh, Lelia's house, or her mm-hmm. apartment, uh, which overlooks the uh, overlooks Central Park. And, uh, yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I will take notes in order to convey information to the rest of my party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he is a he is a prominent uh, entrepreneur and uh, developer of uh, of of real estate. Okay. And judging from his attitude expressed in this this uh, this uh, advertisement, apparently he's uh, big into high technology. So like, yeah, like radio waves say, or maybe braids and jars. Uh, definitely radio waves. Nothing in the advertisement of braids and jars. Uh, you <laughs> so, know, it's going to come up sooner or later. Mentioned it, but yeah, he all all over radio apparently, which is wild. Uh, do you have any skills that uh are related to knowing anything about radio? Probably not, because it's it is some cutting edge stuff in 1923. Yeah, yeah unless you have, have any, people all get like I don't have any knowledge of like physics. Yeah, unless you have now, rich people are always like. Uh, love the newest gizmos. Yeah, he's an early, an early adopter. So, so to make this more sensible, I, I presume that uh, Reggie and I are on the way over to meet Dante at the library. That sounds like a that sounds like a good course of action. Walk in the front door as uh, she's uh, looking this thing over, ensconced at a table. Yes. Hey. Hey, I passed. I passed them my notes. Oh wow! Ow, man, rude! All right, so uh, this whole radio wheelers and dealers. Uh, this whole radio thing. Um, mm-hmm. would astronomy give me anything on that? Probably not. There is not really a connection between radio waves and astronomy. I, I, give, I give you. I don't think radio astronomy I, is. A thing quite yet. No, it, I would, it really I, isn't. I would let you roll it and try to get a hard success, um, or maybe anthropology to know more about the uh, way the rich folk in Harlem behave. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, no, I'd say a science skill like physics. I would, if you couldn't get a hard yeah, success, you would astronomy have astronomy is as close as I get. So you'd have heard something about other sciences. All right, but, uh, let's give it a whirl. No, another 91. Not I at am totally <laughs> ignorant on these matters. Not in the least. Um, but maybe Lore Harlem on Ed? I mean, you're not going to learn anything about Ed that we I haven't already said. Okay, fair. No. Um, you know where he lives. You know he's rich. You know he's into this. Uh, into, into, are there uh, any other investors at the Apollodian? Not listed in the, uh, not listed in the advertisement. Uh, right. If you wanted to get more like a backstory, you could either, I suppose you could go talk to Ed Wilson or you could go, you know, try to try your luck at the city records. Yeah. With... City records are more likely. Yeah. That sounds like an easier ask. Uh, well, uh, maybe not. Cause here's the thing. Again, we're not white. <laughs> so you're yeah, going to have to choose. It's still the... easier than getting in to see some of the richest people of Harlem. Not. Okay, roll me. I mean, unless I pose as somebody who wants patronage, I would say. Wait, okay, you're a, you're a, we actually you actually do have an in because you're a writer for uh, the crisis. Uh, crisis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, say so that you're coming in to do an interview. Yeah, what's your credit rating? Uh, eleven. That's not very high. <laughs> no, I'm a 21 year old writer. Would you persuade, like, if they, if you could, like, leave a message with, uh, like, a uh, at the front desk or something like 30. that? Thirty. Well, I'm seventy five. I, th- I believe she is more 
charming or better at fast talking? I forget which. Uh, I have a good psychology, and my fast talk is 50, yeah. I mean, there you go. Like, Try to see if you can get a wrangle out of an interview with uh, one of them. <laughs> under the premise that it's, uh, you know, for the crisis. Hell, maybe you could actually write it up. <laughs> instead of it just being a lie. It's a why not both. Yep. Why not both? Uh, you know, I could even try and interview him about the Apollonian. I was going to say, are there is there any any other reference on the Apollonian? Uh, that's what you what you found is what you, was what there is. Okay. It was like a half page advertisement. It was a really Understood. Long, it was really big. Clearly bought. That. Clearly spent out on this advertisement for this thing. Is there anything on the building, you know, on the history of the building before that? Uh, the, the, the librarian, uh, says I did check around to see if there was anything related to that particular, uh, address. Uh, it wasn't anything in our files and I was not apparently a famous or distinctive distinguished place in any way until, until this new development. Just a basic brownstone, I guess was, was what it used to be. Can't believe that. All right. Well, I mean, you could, again, ask at the records office you want any more information on previous owners and such, but you know how those uh, yeah, how those interviews tend to go? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's save that if we need Unless you can uh, convince them that you have a, a direct real estate interest uh, in the thing, then they're not super likely to go out of their way to help you. No. But you know, you can always take the chance. It's up to you. Uh-huh. Uh, which one of us is most likely? Oh, okay. So I'm actually looking this up. I just, uh, sorry, I just want to point out uh, about this issue about husband is that Ed Wilson was uh, her brother-in-law. Oh, that's what it is. So yeah. she, her, her, she was married to Wiley Wilson. Wiley Wilson was, and his brother was Ed Wilson. Yeah, okay. Was, okay. Gotcha. So she's a yeah, brother-in-law. Sure. Not Still, uh, same social class. Uh, right. High roller. He doesn't live in her apartment, but he does live in the same building. Okay, yeah. Because Wiley was a doctor. Alright. And he does, and Ed does real estate development. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. And he's probably easier to get in to see that way. Were there any openings still left of the Apollonian? Was it full up? It was full up. There were only four, uh, four uh, attendants there. Apparently, only four spots. At least the way it's divided up now. It's a relatively small building. That's kind of weird to do a full a half page ad for four apartments. I mean, it's a proof of concept thing too. Right. Trying also, to, rich weirdo. Yeah, that that too. You know, like, look, it's called it's called a startup, Dan. Like, <laughs> you got to spend money to make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to find a guy to overvalue your like house for like, uh, you know, many times more than it's worth. 
find some weird guy from Israel. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stick with my original assessment. It's pretty odd to run a yeah, half page ad to fill up four apartments. Like uh-huh. sister or something. <laughs> Basically, a cult leader. For less. Who's to say? I mean, he's to say. You can go talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Let's we have an end about... with, uh, we have an end with our right our Dante. That's my proposal. Dude. Yeah, I say we try and get an interview. Well, the best way to go about that is going to be to call him on the telephone. Lord. They do have a telephone that they will allow to use here at the library. Um, actually, I don't know whether it's uh, historically accurate that they would have a free phone or whether they make you pay. They do have, I say, I say they probably have a pay phone. Yeah. Uh, but they have a pay, pay telephone booth uh, out in the uh, foyer of the building. Out of the quiet area. Uh, and she says, well, uh, I do, of course, have his, his telephone number. Because there's things like uh, t- uh, phone books. That's true. There is, in fact, a phone book. All right, yeah, I, I should look up Ed Wilson. You look it up. His uh, address is listed as being in the same uh, apartment building that uh, Lily Walker lives in, uh, a couple floors down from her palatial abode, but uh, same neighborhood. Uh, and uh, has his phone number listed. Gonna give him a ring? Yes. Alright, put the nickel in the spot, in the slot. Uh, ask the operator to connect you through. Uh, and uh, after a moment, uh, a, a voice answered. I, uh, it's a, it's a, a, a deep baritone voice. Mr. Wilson's residence. Hello, um, this is Dante Jackson of The Crisis, and I was looking to uh, schedule and time to interview Mr. Wilson for a piece on his um, venture with the Apollonian. Oh, is this a, this is a press inquiry for Mr. Wilson, yes, then? Yes, a, a press inquiry. I see. Uh, and did you say... What what? Da- Go ahead. What did you say your your name was, Miss Dante Jackson? Hmm. Well, Miss Jackson, uh, I shall uh, I shall convey your request to Mister Wilson. Uh, where may he contact you if he is interested in this? I Madden. give him the address to send a letter. Um. So I can get a letter at my house apartment. Ah, yeah. Yes, he should. Uh, thank you. He should be in in contact with you, uh, one way or the other. Um, in short notice, uh, Mister Wilson is uh, it's a very busy man, as you can understand. But uh, mm-hmm. he is also very interested in uh, the publication that you work for, and uh, would uh, it, 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 we shall see whether whether he is uh, he is available. Yes, we are quite interested in following up with him, um, both about his residence and about um, 
the work he has done to bring uh, the Apollonian into the modern age and display how his um, contributions to the um, economic vitality of the city is improving our um, literature and music scene. Yes, that is uh, among his many interests. Thank you. We shall we shall be in touch, Miss Miss Jackson. Thank you. Click. Yeah, I'm not hearing back. That was clearly his butler. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> I did not expect to get past the butler. Yep. And uh, well, you know, you never know. Uh, rich people are busy, but they also do like talking to the press. <laughs> yep, that is true. So. And talking about themselves <laughs> for sure. Yep, it's it. You know, it's awesome. I mean, the 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 crisis doesn't normally run advertisements for uh, for uh, real estate, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, if uh, if he can get you to write a. a Two thousand word uh, column about it. <laughs> yeah, we to invent the uh, that uh, what is it the ad column? <laughs> prom- uh, editorials. That's right. <laughs> <It's> an editorial <laughs> promotional content. <laughs> oh gosh, you're before our time. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, New York really doesn't doesn't ever change, huh? I guess. Like. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, uh, that's a that's a that's a feeler you've put out. Out uh, it may mm-hmm. take some time for him to get back to you. Yeah. This is how it works, though. That's right. Oh. Got to put feelers out. So, All in right. the meantime, what else? What else are we are we going for? Well, I guess um, if enough time has passed for us to see if we can. Meet back up with Mr. Smiley. The uh, Nubian Social Club, was it? Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is is trying to maybe stake out um, the Apollonian. If you know, that that's not a terrible good. idea. The other thought is that if we could find out who did the renovation work for him, mm-hmm. um, maybe the maintenance guy would know. Yeah. yeah, he might. Shall we split up again? I think, uh, Ford, I think... I mean, the question is, is, is it late enough in the evening that we should head over to see Mr. Smiley? You could probably grab an early dinner there in the Nubian Social Club and wait around for him. Yeah, like you said, you're stacked by the... Newspaper. Uh, <laughs> by the uh, crisis right now, so... If you want to go uh, live it up a little bit, yeah, <laughs> your players drop yeah. die. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right then. Well, let's go get some dinner. Um, because I can't, I can't think of anyone else we could talk to on this. Can, can y'all? Yeah, I can't really anything either. Besides, again, like staking out Apollonian. Let's get dinner before we stake out the Apollonian. Yes. All right, yep. you're right up uptown, even even further north uh, from where you were uh, before, uh, getting into the really ritzy parts of uh, of the the neighborhood. Uh, very very nice. Uh, the the awning for the uh, for the Nubian Social Club is uh, is a sight to behold. This big black 
cloth draped over uh the entrance to this the to this basically this skyscraper uh and in the bottom floor um there are women who are very, very, very well dressed who want to be seen here. Uh, there are men in uh, in tuxedos. Uh, we look like we just came. We're, we look kind of like the riffraff, I guess. You don't exactly look like the riffraff, but you definitely don't look like you're dressed for the occasion. Like yeah. you don't look like you don't look like your workers off the street necessarily. But yeah, uh, the doorman will, looks you up and down and uh, says, I'm, "I will pull my uh, a woman tie out of my pocket, and put that on." <laughs> you have a card. Yep. Uh, yeah, doorman looks you up and down and says, I- "I'm sorry that uh, proper attire is required for uh, entrance into the club." Uh, even we have uh, a little bit of an invitation. As I, yeah, right, show show him the card. Uh yes, he uh he raises his eyebrows and looks at you and sort of uh surreptitiously passes it back to you and says, uh Yes, I see, uh well with an invitation like that, uh understand. Uh let you in over here. He takes you over it's not like the back entrance, yeah. but it's like the side entrance. It's where staff people are being going in and out That's a little fine. bit. Uh lets yeah. you in there, um escorts you uh, to sort of a, it's not like the kitchen. Uh, you don't have to go through the the, the actual part, kitchen. Part the spot where the waiters like yeah, like smoke in the alley or something. yeah, sort of like that. Uh, but he takes you in the side entrance and uh, up through there, and uh, you can see the dance floor and the uh, and the the tables and everything. And he sort of puts you, tucks you into a table, kind of not not very visible from the main. Uh, main mass of the of the of the building. It's a two story uh, club, so it's like it's got it's got a big dance floor down in the middle and a bunch of tables around uh, around it. And there's like an upper balcony with a bunch of tables uh, around it as well. Uh, and then of course down at the other end of the uh, dance floor, there's a there's a big jazz orchestra uh, that is that is swinging. Actually, they're just now warming up. They're getting ready to play because you're there pretty early. I'm guessing that they would appreciate it if we did not go out on the dance floor, <laughs> as is. Yeah, you can see the people who are down there, uh, ready to cut a rug. Are uh, they're they're dressed to the nines? Well, if we could get a meal while we wait, that would be swell. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, your money still talks here, so I uh, can order some some decent uh, decent grub. Uh, of course, I, they, yep. they have cocktails available. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on the whole alcohol thing because I have this feeling about Smiley <laughs> where he might want to lubricate us a bit, and I don't think, he, I, don't think I want to give him any more information. I think I spilled it off. Well, you have, a pleasant, uh, you have a pleasant little meal. What do you guys order? What do you eat? I'll take uh, the house special. Yep. Mm, uh, the indecision sure. platter it is. Well, it is a uh it is a, a lamb chop uh done in the French style. Uh, and uh of course accompanied by uh half a dozen oysters on the half shell, uh and a cob salad. That'll do. <laughs> a little skeptical of the oyster thing, but Sure, why not? And a parfait for dessert. 
magnificent. I'll just get a Sam with uh, sandwich of some kind. Oh yes, they can. You can get you the club sandwich. Uh, he looks uh, sort of the waiter looks a little askance at you when you order that. It's uh, obviously the cheapest thing on the menu. What do they have a Reuben or? Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's not on the menu, but um, they could make it. That's more of a diner food type thing. That's okay. not really what they're interested in. Yeah, I'll just get in. the club sandwich then. Yes. Uh, it's a very, very good one. Yeah, yeah. Mm, delicious. Relax, yeah, guys... listen to the music, and watch the club. Watch Sunday. for Smiley, watch for Tempest, or watch for anyone watching us. us as well, or... What'd you say, Ben? Did Dante come with us as well? I think Dante's there with you, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just as you finish up your final bits of uh, dessert and uh, push your fireplaces, fade glasses away from you, uh, from behind you, hear a uh, familiar voice. Well, gentlemen, I didn't, I didn't hear you say you had a lady friend with you, my, my dear. What? what I will, may, let me introduce myself. My, my name is Mister Smiley. I Auntie. do some. Can I roll a psychology roll to get a? Read on this guy? Not before you roll sanity. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. 1d100. Yeah, no. Okay, lose one point of sanity. Okay, I'm down to 48. Mr. Smiley is very off-putting in his person in its appearance to you. He is, of course, a gentleman in in all of his what, demeanor. What is his uh, clothing? Because like, he's, oh, he's dressed. Uh, he's dressed in in uh, black tie and tails. Uh, just care. looking, just looking the most put together ever. He looks like he looks like a performer. Uh, looks like a jazz man. Oh, not with him, of course. He would have left the door with his gloves. He takes his uh he takes your uh your hand in his uh and uh respectfully uh leans down and kisses your fingers. Your skin crawls. <laughs> My fingers? Okay, usually when, usually when people do that, that's it's the knuckles. No yes. wonder I'm cr- my finger my skin is crawling. It all seems so very proper, like very well rehearsed. Uh, and then he looks up at you with just the uh, except the for biggest, the way that it absolutely is not proper. The biggest, most most genuine and uh, delighted smile that you've ever seen a man have. Uh, he's actually quite striking. You realize, looking at him closely, uh, he's very handsome. Uh, looks like he could be heck. He could be in the movies or on stage. Uh, if it weren't for that. You know, it's just the more you look at him, the more you realize that that expression just doesn't change. Oh, dear. So now you can roll a psychology, if you like. See, leans in. Lady. Uh, I rolled a two under a 60. Oh. And more knowledge certainly couldn't hurt you. Oh, yeah. Oh, bullshit. Yes, of course not. Um, hey, it never changes like a mask, perhaps. <laughs> Oh yeah, so psychology. He is um he is really, really enjoying himself. Like he's just he's almost giddy, like almost like he can't con- can't almost can't contain his his glee at uh 
you've seen people like this, like when they're like on happy, like the happiest days of their life, you know, when they've, they've gotten married or, uh, you know, they've just, uh, they just had the best news of their life or whatever people who are just, just, just in the best, having the best day of their life. That's how Mr. Smiley comes across. He's just, he's just living it up. Awesome. He says, well, well, uh, my dear friends, I, I have very good news for you. Very, oh. very good news. I, I am. I. Now, before you get your hopes up too much, I must admit, uh, I have not, I cannot, uh, not been able to, to locate Mr. Tempest directly. Um, mm-hmm. But, so I cannot, I can't, unfortunately, I cannot put my finger directly on his current location. But, but I have it on the best authority that if you to go to that apartment building of his, the Apollonian where he lives. Yes. Tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's say around 1 a.m. Aha. No later than 1.30 to be sure. Understood. Then I believe the solution to your mystery will present itself. Oh, we're going on. All right. Okay. That's good. interesting. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Smiley. You have the Smiley guarantee. This shall work out for you. I'm sure of it. Fabulous. A little cryptic, but what's why not have some surprise in our lives? Yes, yes. Uh, let's let's order a gla- let's order a round of champagne to uh, to celebrate this. I knew we were going there, dear yep. friends. Do that. That'd be rude too. To say no. Uh, yes, he gets a he gets a bottle of a uh, vieux Cricot. It's uh, delivered to the table uh, by a waiter who uh, looks a little bit uncomfortable when he sees that he's waiting on Mister Smiley and uh, Smiley's clients, but uh, is uh, impeccably polite. And Mister Smiley uh, tips in generously, uh, tucking uh, a twenty dollar bill into his lapel. Jesus Christ. Holy crap, we only paid him five. What what gives? <coughs> He's got friend of the rich and poor. I guess mm-hmm. so. <coughs> Keep in mind that he asked you to pay, simply to pay him whatever you thought was fair. Yeah. And, yep. uh, yes, uh, he orders, uh, he drinks, drinks around with you at the table and says, now, well, if you'll excuse me, uh, my dear friends, I, I do have other folks here that I, I need to meet tonight. Uh, I hope well, you'll we... enjoy yourselves uh, for the rest of the evening. Don't forget, one o'clock, no later than one thirty tonight. The Apollonian. That's <laughs> that's where you need to be. Understood. Uh, thank you go... for your assistance. Do we need to go inside, or we're watching from the outside? Excellent question. I don't think, uh, as, as not not being residents, I don't think you can get inside that time of night. At least not by normal means. Fair if enough. I were, if I were you, I'd simply stake it out. Uh, Ethan, I'd like to roll spotted. Sure. Uh, that is a 52 under 75. What are you looking for? Um, I am looking for any uh, familiar, uh, famous people that we've been reading about, like Queenie or uh, Mr. Diamond. Mm, you don't uh, see Ed any Wilson. of those. 
You don't see any of those gangsters here. Uh, you actually do see a table over there that looks like uh, by sight. You see uh, it looks like it's uh, Alelia Walker uh, with her husband and uh, with a couple other men, including one man who you don't recognize by sight, but does look an awful like like her husband. Well, then, no. Help. Do you mention this to us? Um, I will mention it once uh, Mr. Smiley has left because I want to see if they're going to meet with Mr. Smiley. I want to see if that's a very good idea. Yep. Fair enough. But yeah. Do they meet with Mr. Smiley? Uh, you know, uh, he makes his way down through the club. Uh, you actually can see him because you're way up here on the balcony. You can kind of see the whole milieu. He stops at like three or four tables on his way down, just kind of working his way through the crowd. Um, you sort of see as he as he as he sort of walks through the room, you can almost even if you're not if you can't see him directly, you can sort of you can sort of note his passing as it's like he leaves a wake. There's <laughs> sort of a shh shudder in his wake of people oh. who are near him and then of course when he arrives at a table where people are then there's sort of a there's sort of a spontaneous little party as uh he is shaking hands and he's and he's uh giving peace talking to people like they're they're his friends uh giving them news apparently whispering uh quietly in people's ears uh sometimes they uh, look really relieved afterwards. Sometimes they look troubled afterwards, but uh, of course, he always looks like he's just giving them the best news of their lives. And as he makes his way down forward, you see he does, in fact, stop at that table. Uh, Miss Walker and her husband, um, very briefly, and uh, he looks over at the at the party, and um, then uh, Miss Walker. Um, he sort of, she sort of gets up and walks away from the table a little bit, uh, and they have a little private conversation, just the two of them mm. off to the side, away from the men folk. And then they walk back to the table. Her face does not display a lot of emotion one way or the other, but of course his face displays the same emotion. It always does. Yeah. He shakes the hands of the other members of the table, uh, walks away uh, back toward the, uh, well, back back behind the bandstand. Fascinating. So do you think we could maybe get a note sent over to Ed Wilson so that we don't have to cause a scene by trying to talk to him? You would, yeah. Uh, the one one thing is, you would you realize just looking at this room that they're they're at like the ritziest table right next to the band. Yeah, we should uh, not walk up to them. That would be bad. <laughs> the uh, the staff would keep you from approaching their table. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I was saying, can we possibly send him a note? Yeah, you know, uh, with a it's sufficient a tip, tip of course. with a with a sufficient tip to the wait staff, then uh, you can probably make something like that happen. Uh, Dante, you feel like doing an interview? Sure. Let's try. Let's, see, let's time it so he's just finishing dessert when we when he gets the note. How about that? Oh yeah, and he's nice and liquored up too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they appear to be uh, hitting it pretty hard down there. They're they're having a nice they're having a nice so evening. The, that's the kind of the effect uh, Mr. Smiley has on people, I guess. He has one of two effects. <laughs> 
Actually, really. sometimes both. Sometimes both at the same time. <laughs> I'm, anyway, trying, so- I'm trying to come up with a angle of attack here. I mean, I you know, interviewing him about the Apollonian for what a, what a nice surprise! Like, I just called your butler. There you the, go. The problem is that the player does not think of an angle of attack that I'm pretty sure the character would. Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, if you can just mention that you talked to the butler earlier, and uh, if there's I any for the time, crisis, you like, yeah. Hi, and you mentioned the Apollonian. It's possible the butler just didn't talk to him yet and be like, oh yeah, yeah that's okay. Oh, yep. And, you know, indicate where we are. Um, yep. It's off to the side. Uh, the staff was rather insistent about that. So so we, it'd be private and he could speak his mind. Sounds yep. good. Uh, why don't you roll me a credit rating, though? Oh, dear. Oh, uh, credit rating? Should one of us charm? with a higher credit rating? Oh, charm might be better, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go credit rating for, for, for the person writing the note. All right, so I have a 30. How's by you guys? Better than mine. But you're the one, uh, Dante, you're the one actually like asking for the interview, right, though? Right. Yeah. So you're the one who has to roll. Okay. Disappointing. I was going to say she could dictate it to me and I can put it into more appropriate language, but okay. It happened. It's not so no. much about the language. Nope, it's really it just not. about whether they know who you are. And, oh, uh, whether they do you're not know who I am. They, no. Uh, with respect. So it's not, it's not, this is not going to, to make or break your, your opportunity to get, to get to think. It's mostly just going to be like, whether they go. Like they're rich. They, they're, they know about people who want to be their friends. <laughs> yeah, they do know that. And they're like, oh, are uh, you WD Du Bois? Do you want to interview me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're not him. You're just a guy no who works for a guy who works for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's completely accurate. Yes. <laughs> Maybe yes, your boss's boss could talk to me, but uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you send the note down. Uh, they pass it to the table. Um, after a few minutes uh, later, um, there's a note that gets passed back up to you. Okay. Uh, it says, Mr. Mr. Uh, what is his name? Mr. Wilson. Wilson. I, Walker and Wilson. I get confused. Mr. Wilson uh, would be more than willing to uh, grant you an interview. Uh, if you come by his, uh, his uh, residence later on this evening, say 10 p.m. Okay. Well. Well, we have enough time to go to his residence and well, I'm actually a little concerned now going to his residence at night. Yeah. 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 Get to yeah. Some, I think I think the uh the one of us that is a I don't know, combat veteran should definitely accompany her. Yes, I I think that'd be wise. That might be weird if both of us show up though, it's hard <laughs> to say. Yeah, we're we're going to go with um the um damn it, I'm not a journalist, so I can't say he's my cameraman. Give <laughs> me a chaperone slash note taker. Yes, it's he's not a chaperone. It, it would be not an unusual like that would to- that would be totally make sense for you to have a guy just accompanying you around. Yeah. <laughs> Can you drive? I don't have a car. It's also New York. I know. Can you drive? No. Damn it. I mean, I got drive auto at 20. 
You can drive. He, he probably lives in the city. Like <laughs> yes, but yeah, he just does. being able to say that he's my dr- that you're my driver. Honestly, all of us have driver at twenty at least. I guess. I don't have like a chevron hat or anything like uniform or anything. That's like a whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, chaperone versus assistant. Uh, I'm gonna end up going with chaperone. Yeah, chaperone. Like, yep, fine. All right. Yes. So 10 p.m. He also doesn't know who we are, so it's not like... <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, um, I do want to. I do want to ask uh, though if we if we were to go to his residence, like, would we? Like, is it far enough away that like we wouldn't be able to get back to the Apollonian? And what time do we need to move from there to get to the Apollonian before one? Um, I'm not going to be precise about that. You could totally get back so long as you didn't waste a ton of time uh, okay. at the interview or get held up in some manner. Okay. All right. I will wait. You know, is there a place I can wait? Also, out, there's another out. person who won't be going with us. So maybe you could be there. I could just go straight to the Apollodian. Yeah. Maybe yeah. bring a bottle to uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The maintenance guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cole. Yeah, cool. Get him to talk a little bit more while while I wait. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that sounds good. All right. A little bottle of friendship. Okay, so two of you are going to the Wilsons, and uh, <laughs> one of you is going straight to the Apollonian to sort of... Hang out with the get, maintenance guy for as long started. as I can get that stretch out. Can we Just do... Just um, for like four, five hours. Like... Oh man. Maybe, maybe I'll get him to let me into the guy's apartment. I don't know. We did it once. Yeah, that's true. He's an amiable guy. Honestly, wait a minute. I don't want to be in there. I recall this now. <laughs> don't 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 no metagaming, Dan. <laughs> no, no, we were there before. I don't want to be in there any longer than I have to. Is there a uh, pub or something nearby? To the uh, there's a hot dog cart across the street. <laughs> Not quite the same thing. <laughs> can we? Yeah, you you can cast about the neighborhood, see if there's a speakeasy. Can we? Sure. Ed Wilson next session. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting very sleepy. Yes. Okay. Well, let me let me do one last roll, Laura Harlem. See if I can find a good spot to wait outside the Apollonian. No, no, I can't. <laughs> good, good one to go out on. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. the hot dog cart is closed. Have I made any rolls? <laughs> one sanity roll. Have I made a lot of rolls? I have indeed. <laughs> oh, no, not the hot dog cart. Not even hot dogs for you. Well, it's fine. We had a good meal. It's okay. That's right. You're not hungry. Yeah. I mean, I just see the hot dog stand. Of course, suddenly I have room for a hot dog because, right. you know, that's the way that works, right? So when we come back next time, we will have an interview with Ed Wilson at his uh, residence. And Something completely have... harmless happening at 1 a.m. At, yeah. at the Apollonia. <laughs> we'll find out what happens at the Apollonia at 1 a.m. that Smiley is entirely confident. We'll be <laughs> we'll good for sort things out. <laughs> It'll probably be fine. All right. Uh, well, uh, I think we'll call that good for tonight. Yep. Yay. Yay. We're get, making progress. What do you guys think? It feels yeah, like a real investigation. 
Yay. You mean a little yeah, bit ponderous and slow? Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like how it would really go in real life. Yeah. And that we have hit a lucky break and get have an interview with this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out if that's a lucky Plus, break. Like, what kind of lucky that break is. Or we or like because he failed that credit roll, he thinks you're like a, a sex worker or something. I'd, I'd <laughs> we'll so. see what his approach and demeanor um, is to we'll, you. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm you're sure not going alone, so <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah. I hope everybody had fun and I hope everybody yeah. gets a good night's sleep tonight. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night.